Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cold partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What's good, everybody listening? Hey, hey, hey. Also joining us, it is our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. Oh, yeah. It's a Memorial Day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're uh, coming at you, bringing you an early app, kind of, sort of. Uh, very excited to be here. Uh, and uh, we got a handful of manga to talk about this week. A couple of our... Uh, our regulars are off but hey so the show must go on uh let's uh not waste any time and let's get into plugs uh you can find me at the chris espinal on twitter and instagram joshua cole where can they find you at jd cole underscore 37 that's on instagram and at new jump city josh on twitter oh yeah brian find me on b.esp on both instagram and twitter and if you ever want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's hell yeah you can also follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram and tiktok uh you can email the show itself at new jump city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys wanted to talk about uh we would love to hear from you guys uh very excited to to, to hear some more questions and all that stuff so uh, drop it in or if you want uh, to communicate with us a little more directly uh, you could comment underneath the videos that we put up on YouTube uh, we don't have uh, an exact video component quite yet but I am still uploading the audio uh, versions of the podcast on YouTube every week so check us out on there and let us know what you think and while you're at it give us a like share subscribe the podcast uh, that would be super cool uh, if you prefer audio podcasts anyway of course you could find us on any uh, podcast platform that you can think of which is Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Pandora if there's a podcast app out there we're likely on there so yeah, check us out on uh, any of those uh, platforms at all. And um, that's it, right? <laughs> Without further ado, spoiler alert ahead. Uh, let us uh, go. Hold on. Before we get into the lineup, I want to say something. So, you know, like we stated, happy Memorial Day uh, to everybody listening, uh, especially to those, uh, you know, who've lost family members um, in combat, you know, uh, this day is for y'all, but I want to also, I guess, try to put these into perspective, right? The way I look at Memorial Day is we're mourning the loss of, of soldiers. And it makes me think about, you know, how, how different things could be if, you know, we, if, if all those people hadn't died, you know, where, what type of world would we be living in? And we have to constantly keep that in mind that, you know, we're, we had days like this to reflect on the lives lost because of war and how we have to avoid that at all costs. Mm. You know, it's not about just more than American soldiers. 
you know, soldiers from the other side too, because they're just following orders the same way our guys are just following orders. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a a, a, tr- a disgusting tragedy when it you know when it comes down to violence. Yeah, but this like, even has to happen, and you know that there is a Memorial Day. Technically, it's a it's a sad thing for sure, but you know, it is uh, to reflect and remember everybody that has uh, given their lives for their cause to protect their homes and all that stuff. We're all like human in that regard where we can understand that. Um, but yeah. Uh, was that it, Josh or? Yep. Alrighty. Well, without further ado, let's get into the show itself. Tell that pussy clad gentleman all what? Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, One Piece is off, My Hero Academia is off, so Jujutsu Kaisen is opening up our show uh, with Chapter 224, Inhuman Makio Shinjuku Showdown Part 2. Um, last we left... You got that again. Mm, I'm, hit. I'm getting it, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. <laughs> um, last we left off, the battle between Sukuna and Gojo, the long-awaited battle, has finally begun. Uh, there was an opening salvo shot by Gojo that uh, toppled an entire building. Um, and, you know, that was basically the, uh, the, the gunshot in the air signifying the start of the battle. And, um, yeah, basically, we pick up exactly where we left off. Uh, Sukuna is like, I'm the challenger? He's like, I let you catch me out. You let me, you caught me off guard, but don't let it go to your head. Right, like, re- relax, little boy. Yeah, he said, you're just a fish on the cutting board. Uh, you may flop around a lot, but you're still a nameless fish. Was and... that a cutting pun? Because he slices. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Are we just gonna go ahead and just confirm that for ourselves? Uh, yeah, I'm a. I, I'm not in on the uh on the camp that is writing Jujutsu Kaisen, but I think I have it on good authority that, that was a cutting pun because that's his whole thing. Yeah. At this point, I'm really hoping that was the case. I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they both get into their cool fighting poses. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, Megumi, uh, not Megumi, uh, is like, first, I'll strip away your scales. And he says, well, why are you wearing that face then? You wanted, a, you wanted me to hold back, right? Too bad for you. I've got undergone special training, so I can totally wail on Megumi. <laughs> um so that's hilarious yeah because he looks kind of similar to uh to toji actually so you know it kind of helps that he doesn't look dissimilar to his father that he had another death match with yeah very 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 uh akutami yeah to to give us that little hey by the way i did a little something to to not worry about like he remember we we had that was a worry in our minds like oh uh, you know maybe that'll be a major role in a fight that he'll transform back to Megumi or something like that and nope man we shouldn't have to we shouldn't worry about that yeah I never worried about that I appreciate it um I worried about it but whatever yeah he said dying once he said dying once as Yuji was a mistake I'll worry about Megumi after I kill you and then they just start getting into it man um it's a lot of uh combat Gojo's just basically throwing Sukuna around the city with his abilities um they uh just like fight all over they just like are breaking buildings uh gojo is breaking bridges and shit trying to 
beat up on Sukuna. She basically sends him flying directly into another building. Uh, Megumi, uh, Sukuna manages to drop that. He tries to use his dismantle technique, but uh, it doesn't hit Gojo, but a building directly behind him. Uh, and as the building is falling and Gojo is focused on that, he gets closer and does this punch thing, which Gojo blocks, but there's still, I guess, cursed energy in... Oh, oh I think that's the infinity that uh, he can't really reach Gojo's palm. Uh, but Gojo deactivates it and just holds Sukuna in place. So they both like fall into the building. And now they're just like, the building is like falling past them, but they're gliding basically through the hallway of this falling building, which is pretty fucking badass, to be honest. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And they're still fighting within this falling building. Um, but... Yeah, the building finally crashes down, and uh, the two uh, emerge from the rubble, and they're, like, side by side. You know, they're not even worried about it. They're like, I'm blaming you for all the damage. And Suda's like, well, like, well, like, anyone will believe that. And I think Gojo's like, oh, shit, May's broadcasting this. Everybody's going to know that this is my fault, kind of, sort of. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. I mean, this is a straight-up action chapter. Uh, it's not a lot super story-wise that goes on here, but still uh, pretty crazy nonetheless. Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 224? So this chapter was cool. Um, I think I think Juju was trying to set a tone with these guys as far as letting us know, like, look, they're, they're both complete powerhouses. They can level the city, you know, at will without much issue. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but the fight itself wasn't super interesting to me, except for like a few, you know, cool moments like them falling through the, the hallway and give him slicing up a building. You know, it it was it was it was cool. It's not like it was bad. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't interesting. Like I was thinking I was gonna make a comment about how Gigi didn't want to be uh set up uh by Horikoshi and, and, and his art, but this isn't, you know, like, I guess, like, with the fighting or, like, how expressive the pages are. Because there's barely any talking. It's just pages of fighting, fighting, fighting. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, similar to how My Hero Academia has been recently. But um, it's it's not like when Okoto was fighting against the uh, the chick that was bending the air and, and, and the guy with the, with the cannon, with the, you know, the cannon hair. Mm-hmm. That, that was visually impressive. You know, I remember how much we were commenting on it. So I'm kind of waiting for that still uh, with this fight. But I'm sure I'm sure we'll get there. I mean, this is on a break. So hopefully we'll get something really good uh, when it comes back. But yeah, that, that's it. I don't really have too many thoughts to stand out aside from that. Uh, Brian, anything for you? Um, This is my RGC. Hey, uh, I guess I should mention too that this is uh, it's a, the really good chapter of the week poll is a tie this week, but this is one of the series that tied it. So, uh, this is Brian's okay. really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC, certified RGC, certified RGC. So this is also tied with the audience. Yes, it's tied with the audience. But Brian, I don't know. Um, you bring up a point that um, Hor- Horikoshi and 
Koshi's art is like pretty pretty impressive and stuff. But I feel like they both excel in different areas when it comes to art. Um, yeah, I'd say Gege's fight sequences, action sequences are probably the best in Jump right now. Um, the fluidity of the mo- like, even though even though there is quite a lot of detail. Gege does sacrifice a lot of the a lot of the detail for the motion and the and the um, and the impact on on people on the fight styles and stuff like that. Um, so like you'll see like a lot of explosive movement and a lot of um, interesting like poses and the way characters react and the way that they move, it's just all very fleshed out and developed, which makes these fights so interesting to read. It's like you're reading a, an anime when it comes to these fights. And Gege is, I think, the best in Jump right now when it comes to um, when it comes to shonen battles in manga. Um, like, and um, My Hero Academia, for instance, is really good with setting the stage and having um things um like having having like a good way to look at what's going on like they're um horikoshi is really good with detail and um really amazing two-page spreads and setting setting up a story through the art right like you can read it without the words and understand what's happening sometimes mm-hmm. and um that's the difference so horikoshi doesn't really dwell on like the minimal movements and stuff like that it's more art and meanwhile uh jujutsu kaisen is more motion so um and this this chapter is a big example of that and it's probably it at one of its best because i really enjoy the way that he sets up these fights the way that he goes about this stuff is so fucking incredible because you could just see you could you could get you have a good understanding of what's happening at all times and this whole scene where they're like fighting in a falling building that is such a sick fucking visual to have yeah. and the way that he pulled it off was so interesting and i think um there's a little panel here like in the falling building where gojo pulls off the door and they block each other's vision i feel like we're going to come back to what happened what each of them did um while they were inside this building Mm -hmm. um because they they made it a point to show that they were both out of each other's field of vision in this moment Mm -hmm. so that's not they're gonna come back to that i'm pretty sure in this fight um now as for gojo's statement on megumi i think that's cap Mm. i'm gojo gojo don't get me wrong he is ruthless and shit but he has been shown before to like say he he'll say things he'll say things but that doesn't mean he 100 means it you know like i'm sure he still has an objective to try to save megumi like i still like sure it would be like defying expectations if he went into this fight and literally just killed sakuna even though megumi was in there but i think he said this just to get a more uh, a mental advantage in this fight um just to keep sakuna like thinking like oh shit does he really not give a fuck about this kid but i still think that 
he 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 if the pres if the opportunity presents itself Brian I think your mic cut out yeah it did for a sec um I still think if the opportunity presents itself he will try to to save Megumi over winning the fight I think so hmm I don't know if he will do it over winning the fight I think Gojo understands this fight is way too important <laughs> But I do. Th I, I I wouldn't say that like Gojo isn't wouldn't try to save Megumi. But I don't know. I feel like his priorities are more. This fight is probably more important at the moment. And if he could find a way to do both, then he will. But yeah, maybe they don't know something that we don't. You know, if he kills Sukuna while he's like the dominant force in Megumi's body, maybe Megumi is not necessarily dead. But I guess it depends. I don't know. Yeah, and he hasn't used Chimera at Shadow Garden yet, so that'll be interesting when he starts using that against Gojo. Because apparently, that's supposed to be one of the ones that counter, um, Meg, uh, counter Gojo, right? Uh, I don't know about Isn't that. that a thing? No, um, no, I don't think so. Wasn't it that the person who last had the Shadow Garden and the last person who had the the eyes, like Gojo's curse technique, they killed each other or something? Oh, is that what it was? I actually don't. I don't remember that. Actually, uh, I'll double check on that while yeah. we cover it. But that's all my thoughts. Really, really great like action chapter. Probably the best in the business. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it, what what Akutami is really great at is like what what we notice out of him more than any other manga artist is that he's very particular about choreography. Like his fights are a little more uh, intricate, you know. Uh, even in like hand-to-hand -hand combat situations, you know, you see every kind of punch that's thrown, every kick. Um, you don't necessarily see that with a lot of others, and you know that's not a bad thing at all. But I think that's what makes him stands out more than anything. It's very similar. Like I've been reading Sakamoto Days. I think I like caught up recently, and I feel like they share a similar vibe where it's very fluid and choreographed battles that are translated into pages which is really hard to do uh and akutami is very good at um but yeah i mean i i think you guys have said pretty much everything there's not there's not a ton to talk about mostly because this is an action chapter and it's rather it comes down to do you like this fight yet or not and you know i feel like akutami is definitely pacing out this fight this is like a long awaited battle you know it was like teased from the very beginning kind of so uh I think he's taking his time with it and just like s slowly setting up the pace and all that stuff. So this was a cool opening, um, but I'm excited to see where this goes next. Uh, we have two weeks to the next chapter, unfortunately. So um, yeah, I'm unfortunate indeed. Yeah, but uh, I am excited to see what Akutami brings to this fight because I, I don't know how either of them could win and it'll be very entertaining to see because... Um, Gojo is like a very OP character done correctly. Um, and so is Sukuna. So I'm excited to see how uh, they tackle this. Um, but I don't have any other thoughts. Do you guys uh, have any closing rebuttals or anything? Yeah. Um, on page 17, mm -hmm. Brian brought up like, I think he said like, you know, you, wanna, you wonder if they're going to show like what actually happened. I think it's kind of implied that Gojo used the cover of that door 
to charge up a move. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what blew up the uh, the build uh, the building, which it didn't harm uh, Sakuna. I don't know if he just dodged it or it didn't hurt him that bad. He probably just dodged it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's what happened there. Yeah, well, he blocked off Sakuna, so I think Sakuna might have done something tricky there too. He it looked like he was going for a swing. Like while he put the door, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's just Gojo looks it. like he's using um Gon's move. The <laughs> Yeah, right. The rock, paper, scissors punch thing. Rock, paper, yeah, it looks really cool actually. Yeah, it's such a cool pose. That's what I think it is. Like he's just charging up a bunch of cursed energy to hit him with. And yeah. they just hit him with so much force. Yeah. I mean the it building was already like, falling. So it just like kind of probably just landed. Real quick, I don't see anything about um, the Six Eyes and the Shadow Garden stuff, so we'll just pretend like that didn't happen. I think I somewhat remember what you're talking about. I don't think it was like the the Chimera Shadow Garden in general, but I think the Six Paths versus something else, they ended up killing each other. I forget what it was, though, for sure. Um, Yeah, me too. But in any case, I guess that was it. I guess that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Very, very cool chapter. Bro, I, it's so funny how he's like, I'm blaming you for all the damage. Like, <laughs> and then Sukuna responds with like, anyone will believe that. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of like Gojo saying like, oh, um, after I kill you, I'm going to let them all know that it was your fault. Like, yeah, it's basically. funny because is like going along with it mm-hmm. instead of just being like, responding like, you're not going to be able to tell them nothing because you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's maybe starting to think like, hmm, maybe I, maybe I am gonna get it. Maybe I, I, I mean, at least Sukuna understands that with Gojo specifically, he has the highest chance of killing him out of everybody. Whatever that means to Sukuna. Output. But yeah. Um. But all right. Uh, are we ready to move on then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man chapter 130, Kill Building. Um, last we left off, uh, Denji and Asa escaped hell. And uh, they were able to, with the help of the fake saw man, um, and they were able to steal a guy's motorcycle and turn it into a fucking super metal... Uh, chainsaw motorcycle um very cool very badass um and they're basically running through the city just trying to escape these weird tendril thingies from from killing them um and we open up with a two-page spread of them you know doing just that um and he's like whoa that was so cool i didn't know i could do that um and Asa mentions that, like, if you can, uh, if we can outrun the fake saw man said that if we could run those uh, tentacles, outrun those tentacles, we'll make it out of this. And he's like, you believe that guy? He's like, they saved us, didn't they? So, you know, I guess there's no way they can't not trust him, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, a, it's kind of a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got to take the good that they were given. Um and so they're basically dodging these tendrils left and right. This weird worm monster thing is sad. <laughs> There's a whole page where it's like... <laughs> um, 
So, okay, I, I was going to wait until the end, but I'm going to just talk about it now. So, uh, I was reading this shit, and when I seen that picture, of you know, because that attack looked crazy when he summoned all the noodles in the sky, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, crap. I think that was like his special, one of his special moves or something. Mm-hmm. So when they show him just blank there with his arms out, <laughs> you know, and then you see him drawing it closer to his face. I thought that was him like stuck like, what? Yeah, come <laughs> on. What? <laughs> oh, oh my God. And like, as he's saying, I just his head to his face like, oh my God, like how? But we, you, obviously he was, charging up his move yeah because eyes because yeah. one of the uh like immediately after one of the tentacles turns into him and yeah. it just starts it turns its hand into a hammer what kind of devil is this i mean ng also denji also asked this but um he's like what you what kind of devil even is that thing so they don't really know that and uh as they're riding they see uh they look ahead of them and the falling devil has caused the building to collapse uh directly in their path in a big two-page spread and it just falls uh and denji basically rides straight through it with his chainsaw motorcycle comes out like you know like a ramp and it flies up but then the chapter ends with another two-page spread where although they escape the building they've ramped all the way up to the belly of this weird tentacle monster thing and that's where the chapter ends uh Crazy, crazy chapter. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 130? Um, this was insane. <laughs> um, like I said, my favorite part was the monster looking like it was stressed out. But um, <laughs> man, this this was similar to the to Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. A, a ton of action. I actually like this chapter a little bit more, um, but I, I can't. I don't have any other good reasons other than I just like the characters and the circumstances more. Mm-hmm. For this, just for this chapter, damn, I like the. I like this. We don't even know the name of this devil, but it's, it was slightly more interesting than Gojo and Sukuna this week. That's the power that this author has. This is a once in a generation talent right here. I agree. And and we're and we're getting a chainsaw bike riding into big mad. You know what's gonna happen, right? He's gonna go inside the monster's mouth and tear it to shreds with his motorcycle and his Yeah, and we'll love it. We'll love it every time. This thing this thing has no idea what it's welcoming into its body. <laughs> Brian. Any thoughts? Um, this was a fun, a fun chapter, a fun action chapter. Lots of action chapters this week. Yeah, um, I mean, this cha- this week is mostly action chapters. Yeah, it's been a theme. Which is a much needed break from like all the philosophical talk we have every week about manga. So it's nice to be able to like turn our brains off and admire art for a bit. And sure. this chapter fucking delivers. <laughs> like, uh like Genji riding on a wall getting chased around the city while fucking getting attacked by this weird looking dude I'll say this about Chainsaw Man all the devils are so fucking unsettling yeah they're all like gross. this this fucking thing 
what is it? I don't even know what. To, like, is it is it a point that we don't know what kind of devil it is? No, yeah. Denji Denji asks what it is, and we don't know what it is. What What do you guys think it is? What, what devil you think that is? I don't know, man. Gluttony. Yeah, noodles, ramen monster. The ramen, ramen monster. The ramen devil. But yeah, like th- this is this was a, a fun a fun chapter. It's nice to see Denji and Asa kind of working together. Um, Mochi monster, Mochi devil. Not not much else to say about it. Fun chapter. Yeah, this was crazy. I agree. Uh, I think this is one of the best drawn chapters of Chainsaw Man in in a while or probably ever. Uh, everything like this. I know, and he's like usually such a he's such a great artist but this is insane the amount of like building action like the fuck all, everything about this chapter was just so well drawn and so cool uh and so what you expect a series called chainsaw man to be <laughs> and uh this is when you say like i'm reading chainsaw man this is what people expect but there's also you know you almost forget that there's like these deep philosophical elements to chainsaw man when you see this um, one of the things this reminded me of, I don't remember if, uh, I, if in the earlier on in the series, um, when Chainsaw Man was riding Beam into that weird baby tornado thing. Do you remember that, Josh? Yes. The shark thing where he was basically riding a shark. Yeah. Of course, yeah. When he and he had the the, uh, the chains around the around the shark to we miss Beam kind of like straddle him. Yeah, rip rip beam first of all, but um, yeah, I this this was very reminiscent of that. Um, I don't know what this devil is. I think it's the gluttony devil, hunger devil, maybe something like that. Um, famine, maybe this. No, no, this is not famine. Famine already exists. <laughs> um, tentacle devil, probably. No what? Tentacle devil. Maybe the tentacle devil. But yeah, it's such a wild fun chapter to read i i look i actually like open this up a bunch of times just to look at like the art because the backgrounds in this specifically are so detailed and crazy this takes a lot of work Did you see it in your nightmares yeah this takes a lot of work i mean i i draw yeah. you know like a filthy casual <laughs> so i can imagine the amount of work it takes to draw buildings this detailed um and yeah, I was just really impressed by how much work he put into this. This is really cool. Uh, no wonder, I guess, that's, this is why he took two weeks off so he could finish this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it feels like weird to not have that many thoughts about the chapter so far. But hey, they're giving us a lot of uh, cool artwork content, like Brian mentioned. So uh, I am not complaining at all. Uh, do we have any final rebuttals? Anything to add? Nopers. No, all right. Nope. Well, with that being said, uh, let's move on. You said, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Black Clover. This is Black Clover Chapter 360, Unreadable World. Um, last we left off, uh, the Silva siblings were getting their asses handed to them by their own mom, uh, who is now a paladin on the side of uh, Julius, or not Julius, uh, uh, fuck, what's his face? Damn, 
Lucius. <laughs> um, and apparently this dragon thing that uh, uh, that uh, Noel tapped into that uh, we we just saw was not an ass pull after all. Apparently it was uh, it was hinted on way earlier in the series. Um, honestly, I've been reading Black Clover again just so I can stop missing these little moments. But uh, yeah, uh, Noel was able to pair herself with. Uh, this sea dragon magical spirit and is now taking on her mom herself. Um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, we open with that. Uh, after we get their opening salvo battle thing, uh, we cut back to Yuno versus Lucius. Uh, and, you know, Lucius is being all cocky, like <laughs> his uh, the ability he gains from the star magic and wind magic is letting him keep pace with my speed and predictions. Um, but, you know, it's over now as he blocks his attack and sends him flying. And um, he attempts to take over Yuno's soul. But then Yuno uh, uses his wind spirit, creation magic, to create uh, this big, cool shield called the Spirit of Notos. Uh, and it's a shield of strong wind that rebuffs incoming attacks. Um, and with that, he was able to uh, speed up and actually cut Lucius. Um, and Lucius is like, what? That can't be right. The Yuno who grew up in the Clover Kingdom shouldn't have this kind of power. In my prediction, you, uh, the world in Yuno in which Yuno was the strongest was the one he steadily acquired power in the Spade Kingdom, which never had a rebellion. However, this Yuno is stronger than that, and he, he's reached that level in a bit over a year. No, he's even stronger. And then he's realizes that, like, that goes for the others as well. There's no way. There's no future where Noel has ever grown this strong, or that Maria Leona and that Mary Leona wouldn't have been killed instantly by Morris. And Fuego Leon should have been dead. He's not even supposed to be here right now. Uh, so basically, Lucius is just realizing that, like, what the hell's going on here? What's different between my predictions and the reality? And then um, he realizes one thing uh, that he's like, this, you know, he was always the one to strike the last blow. He did it when we fought Lucifero too. And he's like, that's why I keep conquering the me who, was, who wasn't good enough. Is This world has a future that can't be read. And he met, realized that the reason he can't, that everybody is different, is because this is the world that Asta influenced. And... Oh. The chapter ends with uh, Yuno giving him a big slash across the chest as he yells, no matter who I'm up against, I'll take them down. And that's where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think about Black Clover, chapter 360? Um, this is my RGC. Oh, yeah. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. So, admittedly, a lot of this is off of potential, but let me explain. So, I thought it was really interesting how we got this realization from Lucius at this point of the, uh, of, of, of the you know, the struggle or whatever. Um, usually, this is something uh, I feel like you see towards the end of the fight. 
mm-hmm. where like they win because oh he realizes this is what it was because Asta changed everything and then he gets cut, you know, slashed and the evil spirit gets out of losers in the day save. He's realizing that shit right now. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's making me think like, is he, is he going to account for this now? Is he going to move a little bit differently, you know, and, and not so preordained, you, you know, that I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to see how Lucius changes his approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you guys think uh, as far as that goes? Like, don't you think that's something they usually end the fight with? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think this is necessarily I feel like this is a good place to have it because then he can I, adjust and I guess like you know, obviously he's not going to die to you know. I, I mean, that would be surprising. Right, died. obviously. So That's not the point, yeah. I feel like now that he realizes this, he'll be able to account for it even more, you know? Uh, I think he's just realizing that this is just a miscalculation in his overall plan that he underestimated Asta's uh, influence on this world. So, you know, I think now that he knows it, he can probably, you know, maneuver around a better plan for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, I think it changed the, I think that's going to change the course of this fight mm-hmm. instead of it, you know, like seeing how they're all like starting to make their comeback. It's, I like it. I, I like the direction of the, the, the change. I feel like the formula is being changed or uh, our expectations are going to be subverted. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's different. It's different for Black Clover, you know? When, whenever it happens, it's, it's spectacular. Like with Magna and uh, with the Yami and, and, and Asta fight, you know, a bunch of different times. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Those those are all the thoughts I have for this chapter. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Brian? Um, I thought it was interesting that um Asta is really just an impossibility in this world. Like again, they just keep hammering it in, but this time it's a little bit different. Where it's like. It's kind of similar to Doctor Strange's thing, where he's he went into like fourteen million different possibilities, and this is the one reality where you where Asta is uh, prevalent in the world. Um, so it, it's it, it's a it's a fun little little chapter of like you know even with Asta not there, he still has an impact on on um on the Clover Kingdom, mm-hmm. and. I think it's so sick that, you know, is still in this fight. Like, I'm like, I keep forgetting that Black Clover actually respects um, like it's alternate uh, protagonists, you know, like uh, it, it respects, you know, it respects Yami. Like it, it'll give them the moments that they deserve. And that's not something that many mangaka do like. A lot of these characters are just fodder for the main character to come in and save the day, but um, everybody here is everybody here is a threat. Well, almost everybody, um, but char- like characters aren't just gonna sit back and like you know sur- like wait for Asta. Like 
you know he's gonna come in and do his thing and try to and try to win it himself um whether he does i don't think so but he at least um has an extreme amount of impact um on on the world when he fights and i really appreciate that from this even though this is one of the most stereotypical manga it's pretty progressive in the in the ways that it handles its um side characters mm-hmm. so like this is the kind of stuff that we wanted uh, like we wanted uh kishimoto to keep up with throughout all of naruto it is something that we wanted my hero to keep up with and black clover is the one that actually succeeded in this which i find very interesting so th- those are all my thoughts yeah i agree with you and uh, as yeah, me too. I, I as i've been going back and rereading black clover it is interesting to see just it is really all about like in this world they didn't really have a respect for people who didn't have magic and stuff like that and that really like a lot of people coasted on the strength of their magic and Asta didn't really have anything but you know everybody saw how hard he was working just to be on their level you know in ways that only he can do and i think like that determination is obviously something that we've seen repeated over and over as uh, a a strong influence on the world around him like us is inspired pretty much every character in this story um at least one time and i think uh it's good to see the fruit of that inspiration be more than just like waiting for him to come in and save the day and having and more for like letting that inspiration fuel their own desires and their own fighting and you know their own wills and all that stuff so um i think that's really that's a unique thing about this series that i agree with brian doesn't really show up a whole lot i think like a lot of people in a lot of series have a strong belief in that one person to just kind of carry everything but asta tells uh, teaches people to that they can carry it on their own no matter how difficult things are getting um you know so if you think about like how lucius predicted you know would like you know strongest timeline being the you know that never really had to go with anything uh or mm-hmm. never had to really struggle with anything that was the strongest version of you know in his eyes uh in this universe where there is an asta to be a a block in his road and have something to overcome is is one that surpasses the one that didn't really have to do anything. So, you know, I, I really like that impact kind of drawn out, you know, by everybody, you know, because he has that same effect on Noel and Mario Leona and all these people he's had direct contact with. So I respect that about Black Clover. And honestly, this was a very close second for me in terms of the really good chapter mm-hmm. of the week as well. Uh, the cool factor for Chainsaw Man kind of won me over. Um, but this was, I read this and I was like, this is pretty awesome. I, I really liked just... Uh, Wait, I thought you said, oh, you Chainsaw was your favorite, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I really loved uh, the... That line is that this is the world that uh, Asta influenced is really cool. Yeah, um, I thought that was dope. Yeah, but... And like, get it out the way. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's all that, those were really all my thoughts about Black Clover. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um and uh I look forward to continuing to reread the series. I'm like on the 7th chapter right now and 
you know, I'm casually, whenever I have free time, I'll throw it on. Um, but it is cool to see it with fresh eyes. Um, are there any uh, rebuttals? Anything else? Uh, nope. Joush. Nope. Alrighty then. Well, with that being said, uh, let's move onward. And give me a pick in the end of the car with me so I can't chat. Undead on Luck. This is Undead on Luck, chapter 160. Welcome to Earth. Um, last we left off, uh, the Union has gone on to space to save Phil, uh, you know, and bring him back down to Earth. Uh, he is trying to save his mom from the space station that they lived in and uh, how they were being attacked by these weird alien creatures. Um, Phil eventually sacrifices himself or attempts to to just jump into the queen's belly. And uh, inside of the queen's belly, he finds this weird exoskeleton thing uh, that has just been sitting there. And um, he enters it uh, because his a bit the... This, this exoskeleton is conveniently powered by someone's emotions. So, you know, uh, if you, it, it takes all the emotions that you have and outputs them into, into power. And since Phil is the unfeel negation, he can kind of bypass that and use the abilities as he sees fit. And uh, he uses this ability to now break out of the queen's belly. And uh, he continues to, uh, you know, fight on uh while i guess this uh queen thing is fighting phil unfortunately things don't go as planned because the queen as they're trying to escape in the space pod thing uh the queen latches onto the ship and uh phil is left to try to figure out how to get it off um phil uh you know he he can't really attract this thing because phil has unfeel and these things kind of like react to feelings um, but Phil uses that opportunity to land a massive sneak attack on it. He turns his arm into scissors and straight up cuts the queen monster directly off of it. Um, and basically they enter fucking earth's atmosphere at the, t uh, at this moment, uh, Phil, I guess, following along. Um, so they're starting to fall in and, uh, they realize that, something is latched onto their ship and is preventing the parachutes from uh, coming out of the, uh, of the shuttle that would cause them to crash land, obviously. So it turns out that the queen aliens eggs are on this shuttle and uh, they can't really control their trajectory at the point at this point. Uh, so they don't know what they're going to do. Um, Phil goes outside and uh, flies upward to kind of uh, to change the trajectory on his own, but it's it's probably not going to be enough on its own. Uh, he's already starting to crack underneath the sheer weight of the ship. Um, and at this point, uh, we get this little flashback where, um, you know, he's like, he's talking to his mom about how once the research is over, they'll go back to earth. And his mom's like, yeah, even if someone tries to stop them, then maybe, uh, even if someone tries to stop us, we'll go back to earth. And he's like, then maybe I can make some friends who could play Ayatori. And, uh, he's <laughs> like, you can, and you will. Um, so, you know, and at that point she's, uh, 
as she's saying that she'll have no doubt that she'll make friends, that uh, Phil will make friends, uh, Phil's friends come out to destroy the alien eggs that are latched onto uh, the the ship. Um, they notice that Nico, that uh, Phil's body is, is breaking apart. So Gina uh, basically rips off the gloves on her ship and uh, touches Phil so that, you know, using her unchangeability, uh, it, it makes his body unable to crumble, you know, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and so basically it's like, now you can use your full strength, Nick, uh, Phil, go pedal to the metal and all that stuff. And uh, now with Gina's unchange uh, preventing him from breaking, uh, Phil is able to change the trajectory of the shuttle and everybody is able to land safely on Earth. And we end in a big two-page spread of uh, Gina pulling them, uh, pulling themselves out of water. And uh, there's a big rainbow in the sky. And she says, welcome to Earth. And uh, yeah, everybody's happy. Triumph. Victory for the heroes. And uh, that's where this chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Undead Unlocked Chapter 160? Um... This was a roller coaster of a chapter. Um, in a cool way, it was this, this as much dialogue. This had a ton of dialogue in it, but it was still like fast paced, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, reading it, but um, man, this nigga, this nigga Phil is basically Iron Man at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a, a pretty extraordinary, but uh, I had a point I wanted to make real quick, uh, because. Remember when you brought up the the artifact um, being conveniently powered by emotions? Yeah. So, I guess there could, there's an argument that could be made that um, because the artifacts are made from like the lunar god, he probably put like creates these artifacts with the intent of certain people or negators, you know, to come across them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happened in the previous loop, so I think that's plausible. Yeah, that's true. No, it makes sense. So, <laughs> I guess... Um, yeah, just something I thought about. Yeah. I was like, hmm, you know, I guess, like, yeah, you, you could say that. No, for sure. It's not, it's not super... I mean, it's really convenient that it was inside the monster, but whatever. Yeah, I wasn't really, like, hammering down on the point. I was like, it is convenient, but, you know, that's all I really wanted to... It was more like an. Yeah, it was just something I thought about. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think you, I didn't think you uh, weighed down too much. You know, not at all by the randomness of it. Yeah, Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that they're finally out of space, and that they had this super powerful robot that they was able to. uh, They saved the mom and they saved Phil. Oh, like Google's been on a roll. Yeah, next. She's been crushing it. They're gonna probably capture that rainbow. They're gonna catch a leprechaun at the end of, at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> the UMA as known well. as Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, UMA leprechaun. Yeah, UMA rainbow, and there's gonna be a leprechaun with a gold. Yeah, basket of gold. <laughs> I can't do the Irish accent, but neither can I. Probably have to sneer like that. And they're gonna catch his ass because uh, not not because they have cool abnormal abilities um it's because Fuko's their leader yes secondary is the um superhuman abilities agreed 
uh, Chris Espinel. Uh, Gina must be the most one of the most clutch characters in all of manga. <laughs> she is absolutely in this series, in all of manga. She is she's MVP in the top 50 somewhere. She is MVP of this series because, like, yeah. every adventure she's involved in, she played critical roles in saving their lives. Um, and yeah, it it is kind of crazy having her back and being so useful. It's like, damn. They shouldn't have killed her to begin with. Why'd they have to kill her? Uh, I guess there's only like a certain amount of seats at the table. But anyway, uh, yeah. still, my point stands. Gina is super clutch, and I love the creativity. The m- multiple ways that she's used her abilities to save the day is uh, is really cool. Um, I really like that. I thought uh, all of the challenges that they faced going trying to get back home was very interesting and really like genuinely like how are they going to get out of this one um so you know overall pretty smartly written chapter i had a good time reading it overall i'm glad it's a happy ending now uh i wonder who they're going to save next who they who they have to go after because i don't remember if they had a plan for after they save phil but no i don't think so yeah we just knew they was going to space so who knows yeah maybe andy maybe andy finally they still got to get Shen. They'll probably get Shen next. Unless yeah, they know Shen. yeah, you're right. Yeah. They do know Shen already, so maybe not. All they have to do is pick him up, really. Um, yeah, but there's got to be a situation. Yeah, there's got to be an arc. And maybe the unburned guy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of characters we haven't spent a lot of time with yet. And maybe those are the ones that we're going after. Unburned. Wasn't he a bad guy? Yeah, well, he was on Billy's team, which wasn't necessarily a bad guy. But was there an unbelievable? I think so. You don't sound very confident. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I thought it was Billy, but his is unfair. So unfair. How's there not an unbelievable? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, give it time, right? You think at the end there's going to be an unbelievable? Maybe. Yeah, I actually do think so. Let me see. Undead Unlock. Maybe at the end of that rainbow. <laughs> the unbelievable is a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> there was an unbelievable. Really? It was Billy. In the first loop, he was unbelievable. And in the second loop, he's unfair. Interesting. Are you sure? Okay, so unbelievable. Thought to be his original negator ability, it allows him to ricochet bullets into targets so long he, as he aims them away from them. Oh, so he took that from somebody else. Probably, yeah. Because he had a copy ability. Yeah. Because that was his negator ability to copy. So he, that person hates him. Probably. And that is. Okay, so look, he 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 made everybody believe that his negation was unbelievable, but really he was just nice with uh, with a gun. He was just a really good marksman. He didn't. That's all it was. He was just nice. He was nice with the. He wiki. was just nice. That's that's what the wiki says. Yeah, Impressive. That's all right. That is. Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm dressed to the nines, I'm still packing heat, and I'm gonna 
pull out my weapon. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that's it. That's all I got to say about Undead. Uh, fun series overall, fun chapter. Uh, any rebuttals before we go, Josh? Any questions for Mike? We actually have one question. Now that I thank you for reminding me, honestly. Um, yeah, let me let me pull it up because uh, last time we he had three questions. We answered two out of the three last time. Uh, so we got a little time here. And uh, he asks, uh, do you enjoy the current manga reading experience on the Viz website, or do you wish there was some physical alternative you could read and why? Mm. So is he he's saying that, like, if we like reading on the Viz, on Viz? Yeah, or, or do you rather, would you rather have like a physical alternative so off the bat i'm gonna assume when he says physical alternative he's saying like a book yeah like a physical because, magazine right as opposed to digital because mm-hmm. the phone is physical too yeah so i'm like uh okay i just wanted I'd, to clarify that i'd say i prefer digital just because there are a lot of mangaka who do a lot of two-page spreads, and two-page spreads really fucking suck in in book form. <laughs> That's actually very true. Um, like My Hero Academia probably is superior digitally because of how many like two-page spreads Horikoshi likes to use. So, um, I'd say at the moment I I like digital a lot more. Um, it's just like an easier reading experience for me. But digital is like highly restricted to what you can read and separated from all over the place. So it's like you can get your own physical collection and you could have everything you want to read like in person. But um, I feel like, you know, I wish it was easier to reach like certain series like Shonen Jump is like a rare exception when it comes to um like manga that's easily and official to reach like in america but then you have series like hajime no ipo and others that it's like you have no clue how to read that legally in america you know like they don't really have an official release over here at least not that i know of so you know digital has its downsides but I think that it's right at the moment like the best way to take in manga. I would have to agree with that, man, by by a long shot. But this is something I thought about, man, because obviously visual superior because you can access so much more of it quicker without having to take a physical space, you know, like a bookshelf or having to travel to a library or something like that, you know. So the convenience of it is is incredible but you know there's something about having a book and the thing is when, when you're using a phone for me there's a lot of distractions still so it's hard i feel like it's harder to get wrapped up in a session to read as opposed to like when i had the books like i remember chris was uh giving me like he, he's giving me a bunch of different like series over the years but you know uh, with uh I remember what high what was the high that I that you had the books for Chris? Yeah, I mean I right? have them. I, I think I gave you I No, I read no no, yeah, you gave me I I read high on them. But anyway, um yeah, it was so I just remember like going like being stuck to the book and then it reminded me how I used to be 
how I used to read, you know, regular books. Wow, I sound terrible. I haven't read an actual book in <laughs> a, a while. I've read parts. I've never, I haven't, I haven't read a full book in a long time. Trust me. I'll say that. Uh, same. So, you know, it, it uh, admittedly, it brought me back to thinking about how, like, it, like the book allows you to focus into that world, you know, and it, it, it removes like distractions. So it has its place. I don't want to say digital is superior, you know, and then say that books should just not be the case anymore. It has, it still has this place. And that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I love the digital experience though. I wish the app was a little bit less clunkier though. Sometimes it's, the app itself is uh, kind of, it's really clunky when you try to go through the pages sometimes and it's really laggy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it's 2023. get it together get it together this um yeah i mean there's obviously like pros and cons i personally i do prefer physical i have like a bunch of series i've like i've been building a collection for the last few years of um as much as i could in my small apartment (laughs) but that's uh there's like obvious downsides and upsides to both obviously we do this show based off of the digital releases because that's how they're doing it i remember when i was younger and josh knows this because we would go sometimes but we would go to like forbidden planet and Mm -hmm. that was when they still had like the physical shonen jump here and i would collect those um back in the day until they stopped i think like in 2012 is when they really started doing the digital stuff and i was in college no i wasn't in college yeah was I in college then? I was in college then, yeah. That was right when, yeah, that that was right when it started. Like, right when we started college, they mm-hmm. started transitioning yeah. to digital. Which I'm sure is, like, a good cost-saving thing, because it's got to cost a lot to print stuff. So, I... Yeah. I and I feel like manga... Uh, these guys are very were very smart to know that everybody got into manga because of digital media, like scanlators and stuff like that. And it was, I think it was smart of them to kind of embrace that um, and going for further. I don't know how, I, it probably would have, but I don't know if manga, I, I would posit to say, that I don't know if manga would be in the exact same place of popularity it is now if it wasn't more accessible through digital. Um, Let's not forget, most of the series we was reading was on scans. Scan oh, yeah. Sites. Oh, yeah. So that was really the beginning of digital. They had to kind of. Yeah, they had to do it. That digital was going to be the way because we was all consuming it. Yeah. That way, for the majority of the series we read that weren't in Shonen Jump. Yeah. Um, it's not cool to pirate things, but also this whole industry is built on pirating. I'm talking about the past. But yeah, we, you know, it's like a fact that that's that was the case. That's yeah. what happened. So, and thankfully, they smartened up, and we've been use. I've been, I've, yeah, I've been mostly using the app for years now. Yeah, I mostly use the app too. You know, for series that I can't have here, you know, uh, because uh, I don't have, you know, storage issues is a big deal. But you know, I try to, I, I that causes me to pick my battles into which series I'll collect. But um, another thing is that all these series were ri- drawn on paper for the most part. You know, like manga and anime also is one of the only things that is not one of the only art forms that isn't really produced digitally all that much. 
because uh, it's crazy to think about when you think about One Punch Man. Yusuke Murata draws all of that on paper for the most part. He probably like adds in digital effects outside, but like the inking, all that stuff is still done traditionally. One Piece is still done traditionally, except for like color pages. I think he does those digitally. But yeah, I, this is like the kind of medium that they drew it on. So it, it looks better on paper. And uh, I do I do prefer a physical medium. But digital is pretty damn good, to be honest. It is good for the two-page spread. Brian is absolutely right about that. <laughs> I am learning. I remember, so yeah, I, didn't even consider that. I remember so many times when I was reading manga and then there was a two-page spread and it was just a a fucking black hole down the middle and i'm like all right well i guess i'll never know what this really looks like yeah no it's it's perfect for like two pages you could see the whole picture and it's tough for one piece too because one piece does that a lot too <laughs> where they do two page spread and he does like a bunch of panels in them that are kind of distorted because of the way the fold is um but even so i'm still like i love a physical book in my hand you know, you get used to it. You, you take it. Yeah. You know, it makes you, you appreciate the, the other form. Mm-hmm. Also, I read the, like a lot of manga on the train. If I'm like going somewhere, that's how I usually do the most. Most of my manga consumption is like I'm on the train and I'm reading. And I don't really feel like having my phone out. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, there you go. I hope that answers your question. Um, uh, I think comics are infinitely cooler than than um than digital like american comics there's something about having that shit i'll agree like with the that. pages are gorgeous man mm. oh man american it's not comics. it's not a fair comparison i'm not trying to compare it. i'm just saying that american you know, comics have like a pretty like i don't know josh is right there's something about american comics like physically that have that contain a lot more like um I don't know what what the word is, but just it's fun. It's like more fun to read somehow. Like the pages are all they feel nicer. I'd say. Yeah. No, they definitely have better. Is all paper, and then theirs is a little more like you know, like strong. Like it's stronger material. Yeah, it's only gloss paper. So yeah, so yeah. It, it's easier to turn, and uh, you know they're all colored, so. You could color in the pages of a manga though if you wanted to. <laughs> if you really wanted to. Kinda. I think we've done that before. It's not like they're coloring books, but you know, you could color the outsides and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think me and Chris have done that before, actually. I've never done that. I don't know what you Oh, talking. I've probably done it. I've probably ruined a few of your books. <laughs> oh, you, you drew you drew Goku? Probably. <laughs> I had a few Dragon Ball Z books that that Brian had access to. Oh man. Well, that was a good uh good talk. I uh I enjoyed that physical media uh for the win. I don't know. Yeah, cool question. Yeah, of course. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, right? No rebuttals, no nothing. No purrs. Well, there you go. That has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening as per usual. Sorry for the short show today. Uh it was a lot of action chapters. So, you know, uh we uh we tried to do the best we can and have a deep conversation about everything. I think we did a good job. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So uh, anyway, 
Uh, you can find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And he streams video games sometimes uh, that we also have to watch before the show. Um, so, yeah, check out his stream at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram uh, and TikTok as well. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we're all caught up in questions, so you guys can just uh, drop some more your way, our way, uh, and uh, let us know what you guys think about the show, whatever you want. Uh, you can email us that way, or you can drop your questions in the comment section of any video that uh, you end up watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, and while you're at it, like, subscribe, and share the podcast. That would be super nice. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, of course, we're pretty much on everywhere you're listening to podcasts right now. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, you know, name a platform. We're on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. That's our show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace.